This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, it's Annie Grace. I hope everybody's doing good. I hope you can hear me. Type a comment if you can hear me and you're on. So today, I want to talk about one of the questions that I get all the time. And that's basically like, Annie, okay, I'm curious about changing my relationship with alcohol. Does that mean I have to quit forever? And how can I tell if I need to quit forever or I don't need to quit forever? So if you can hear me, type a comment. I was having some, some headphone issues before, so just say, yes, Annie, I can hear you. That would be great. Um, yes, okay. Looks like you guys can hear me. So again, today we're going to cover this main question of do I need to quit drinking forever? Do I, if, if I feel like, oh, I might be drinking too much, I'm not really happy about how I'm drinking, but does that mean that I need to drink for, like, quit forever and, and quit altogether? And that's the main question we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about it from a scientific perspective, what the science says. We're going to talk about it from a personal perspective. And we're going to approach it from, like, the angle of, you know, I'm going to share with you a few different stories of people in your life who have, have gone on both. Okay, awesome. Good to see you guys. All right, so um, before I forget, if you have not yet joined for the free alcohol experiment, that is the best way to answer this question for yourself is just, you know, take 30 days, take a break, see how it feels, go through the mindset shift, go through every day's videos, every day's emails. We send them all to you. It's totally free. It's at alcoholexperiment.com. If you have not done that yet, <laughs> what are you waiting for? You need to do that. That's so, it's such a key first step, you know, and it doesn't mean that you have to like even take the 30 day break. Even if you sign up, just to get the videos, just do it. It's free. There's no pressure. Um, so good. Okay. So, but today we're going to talk about, do I need to stop forever? This is such a concern. And, and the first thing I want to offer, because I think the premise of this question is fear. And I know for me, when I was feeling like alcohol, I mean, literally, this is my coffee, this is not alcohol, but I would look at my, my pretend this is a, a, um, a glass of wine, and I'd look at my glass of wine, and I, I would feel like it was the duct tape that was holding everything together. It was the thing that was making me able to balance the big career and the two kids and the marriage and all of this stuff. And, and I felt so attached to it that I got these questions confused. Like, I thought, because it's how our society looks at this problem, that if I even questioned my drinking, it meant I had to quit forever. It meant I had to quit altogether forever for good. And actually that question created so much fear inside of me that I stopped asking it. <laughs> and how, like, I'm so happy I finally got back on, you know, the horse and started asking that question again. But for a long time I stopped asking it. And I just wanna offer you this thought because I feel like that question does keep us stuck sometimes, and we're totally going to go into the details of the answer, but I want to offer you the thought that what else in our society do we look at like that? Like, what else do we look at where 100%, meaning total sobriety is success, and then actually 99%, meaning like a relapse is relapse, which is a word I really don't like if you followed my work at all, but is failure. <laughs> like, where else does that exist? It doesn't, right? Even if, and in the alcohol experiment, which again is free, join us, alcoholexperiment.com. But in the alcohol experiment, we actually measure percentage success because it's such a better metric. If you stop drinking for three days out of 30, <laughs> I'm probably going to butcher the math right now, but I think that's somewhere like a 10% 
success rate. Like you're, you reduced your drinking by 10%. Imagine if a company reduced their debt by 10%. Imagine if a person reduced their, like, you know, their caloric intake by 10% or their body fat, or I guess that wouldn't work, but their body weight by 10%. Like that would be a huge win. So where else do we make it that 100% is the only way we measure success? I literally, for the life of me, and if you know a place, type it in because I've been asking people this question, but where else do we make that the bar? Because that bar creates failure. Now, I was I had a podcast recently with a woman. Her name is Mari, Molly Car- Caramel, and she wrote a book called Breaking Up with Sugar. Good book. And she um, she's, she's a therapist. She's a scientist. She's an addictionologist. And she told me, and she's going to get me the uh, study. She said, most people, when they try to change a habit like alcohol, they try it eight to 12 times before they're successful. <laughs> and the science says that in those eight to 12 times, the more grace you offer to yourself, the more compassion you offer to yourself, the more times that you say, okay, what I did just then, that drink that I had, that was just part of the learning. That wasn't the failure, that wasn't a relapse, that wasn't so intense. Actually, the science says the faster you truly change to where you wanna change. So I just wanna offer that up front, okay? But the reality is, and with the alcohol experiment, um, which again, if you're just joining us, it is always free at alcoholexperiment.com. I would love for you to just join this and find out if this is true in your own life. But the alcohol experiment is all about your body, your mind, and your choice. And the truth is that it isn't a one-size-fits-all solution. Now I'm gonna approach it from both sides and say, there are certainly people who have drank enough to change the chemistry of their brain. And often this happens where, you know, they drink so much that actually the brain stops or kills off dopamine receptors. So one drink triggers this response in the brain that is like one drink as well, right back in the pit, you're right back to where you were, the depths of really the addiction to alcohol. That can happen over time. That can absolutely happen. And, And the truth is you have to really experiment and say, what can I not mess with? What is true for me? And that is where freedom is, you guys. Freedom isn't in this rule that says, yes, <laughs> if you are questioning your drinking, the answer is never drinking again. That's not freedom. Or if you're questioning the drinking, the answer is moderation, but then you feel like that's not freedom. Freedom is in finding out what's right for you and deciding where your line in the sand is, where your non-negotiables are, where your freedom from all the thinking that makes us crazy. Am I going to drink today? Am I going to drink tomorrow? Is it going to be one? Is it going to be three? Oh my gosh, I overdid it last night. I can't believe it. I'm here again. What's happening? Why am I so hungover? On and on and on. All that noise. For me, freedom is taking that noise. For me, I say this isn't about stopping drinking. This is about, for me, it was about making alcohol small and irrelevant, no matter what that meant to me. Now, I don't drink anymore, <laughs> but I also don't say I'm never going to drink again, because as soon as I say I'm never going to drink again, I know how the brain works, and it says, oh my gosh, really, never? Never's a long time. What if you're like 95? What if, you, what if you're at like your granddaughter's wedding, and, and like, oh my God, like it just starts to freak out, right? So I don't want to give myself that kind of pressure. But besides, if I say I'm never going to drink again, guess when I'm going to know I'm successful? When I'm dead. What? Like, that's no fun. So what I say is I drink as much as I want whenever I want. And as of now, I just haven't wanted to have a drink in five years. So that's cool, but that's fun, but that's no pressure because that for me is freedom. Now I will tell you that there is really good scientific studies that say two things. They say one, that a lot of people 
recover, meaning going from problem drinking to drinking without a problem without becoming abstinent. Okay. But most often the people who do that, who move from problematic drinking to moderate drinking do so with at least it says a two year break. So that's what this one study says. And another study says a significant break. And so there's this time where you say, okay, I'm going to let the brain reset. I'm going to find out what's true for me. I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to make this, you know, really my own path and my own journey, but I'm not going to do it with this added like burden of 100% equal success because that just leads to this like no compassion for ourselves, beating ourselves up, feeling like we're completely stuck, feeling so much pressure. And it leads to expectations that other people have of us, right? So if, if somebody wants you to stop drinking and then they see you having a drink and that might just be part of your path, part of your journey, you're figuring out your truth, it can be a really big problem. And the truth of the matter is that this decision, whatever you decide, wherever your truth is, whatever makes you happy, whatever gives you freedom, whatever makes alcohol small and relevant in your life, it has to be for you. If you do this for anybody else, or if you're watching this and you're concerned about a loved one and you somehow strong arm them into changing for you, that change, the chances of it being permanent are very, very small. The chances of it being internalized are very, very small. And so it's so important. It's so important that you do this for you. So the synopsis is that where else in the world do we measure 100% of success, 99.9% is failure. We just don't do it. We need to stop looking at this that way. The science says that the more forgiving we are of all the steps in this journey, even if the steps mean you really want to take 30 day break and on day 28, you end up like going out with friends and getting drunk and you totally regret it. The more forgiving we are of those steps, the faster we find freedom. That's what the science says. The more compassion led we are, the faster we find freedom. The science also says that that freedom does not necessarily mean total abstinence. The science also says that sometimes when you have changed your brain enough because of long periods of drinking, that freedom means total abstinence. And you might be watching this and be thinking, well, oh my gosh, I think I'm that. And that makes me sad. Let me tell you, don't let that make you sad. If you have figured out you can drink again, that's the most free place you can be. If you have put this entire question to bed because you figured out your truth, that is freedom. That is power. <laughs> that is a life well lived because guess what? This whole conversation gets to stop and you get to start talking about much more fun things than alcohol. And that's a really, really, really cool place to be. So thank you guys so much for joining me. I'm so excited to just be able to talk about this in a, a really real honest way. I know it's not the typical response, but the truth is that we're all adults here. <laughs> we're all big boys and girls. We are, you know, we need to make these decisions, understanding the facts, understanding the science, but also really seeking out what's true for us. And I know that's what I did. I mean, I literally, um, after 40 days being alcohol free, and I don't know if it was exactly 40 days, it was somewhere, it was certainly more than 30. It was a few months. I wasn't tracking days, so I don't really remember. I was like, I want to know the truth for me. I want to know what alcohol really does. Like, what does it do? Because I started looking at my friends and being like, did I make too big of a deal out of this? Was it, you know, I, I freaked out. I got on this like, no alcohol ever again. Wagon. So that it was just really, you know, toxic in my life. And then 
as it happens, <laughs> you get a few months into it and you feel great and you're not having hangovers and you start to feel so much better and you start to say, huh, did I overreact? Was it really that big of a deal? And so what I did is I literally went and bought two bottles of wine and I put my iPhone on a tripod and I sat in front of the video camera and I got drunk and I recorded the entire thing. And I wanted to answer the question in my life, how do, does alcohol make me feel and is it worth it? What role is this gonna have in my life? This was the ultimate experiment. And if you wanna see the video, it's like four hours of video, but I've edited it down into like a manageable video. It's on day, I think, 28 of the alcohol experiment. So you can always join that for free, please do. It's at alcoholexperiment.com. But if you wanna see that video, I mean, it is telling. It is to watch yourself get drunk. And, to, and I remember saying like, okay, what's the benefit here? I'm talking to the camera like, what is it? What is good about this? And I'm like, I don't know. It feels like the room's kind of fuzzy. And the thing is, we don't have the previous drinks creating a, a withdrawal and craving for a drink. You're scratching an itch that doesn't exist, if that makes sense. And so <laughs> half the pleasure of drinking, and this is neurochemically true, is the fact that you have an itch to drink all the drinks that you drank yesterday and the day before. And so when you get rid of that itch, you know, it doesn't feel good to scratch when you don't have an itch. It, it doesn't feel bad until you do it, too, but it doesn't feel great. Like there isn't as much pleasure in it, right? So anyway, that was my experience. I hope you guys have a fabulous day. And again, if you haven't done it yet, get right over there. <laughs> Join us. It's free, alcoholexperiment.com. And just have a really, really great day. All right. Hi guys. Hey, it's Annie Grace. I want to tell you about the most important book that I never wrote. And I mean that. This is This Naked Life. It's 48 true stories of people finding freedom from alcohol. And it's so inspiring. It's our stories, as you know from this podcast, that truly change us, that revolutionize what we believe is possible for ourselves. So it's This Naked Life. You can find it on Amazon or check it out online. Even download it 100% free at nakedlifestories.com. And every single copy that you buy, all the proceeds are 100% committed to keeping the alcohol experiment forever free for anybody who needs it. So check it out. It's such an inspirational book. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.